This is episode 60 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk Dead Space 3, Nino Kuni, games you can't leave behind, and the next gen. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. And we didn't step all over each other that time. That was good, guys. Yeah. Are they supposed to know that we do this in more than one take? We do it like eight times every single week. Usually Mitch screws up something. It's true. I just just forget to talk, and then Anthony goes, Mitch, what do you think about this intro? And then I go, (laughs) I agree with everything that was just said. You agree that our names are our names. <laughs> I agree that you are a Jeff and you are an Anthony. I can affirm that you are you. Yes. <laughs> Soros, I am me. <laughs> so we are beardless again, um, but he might show up later. Nick has been working hard. Making, um, making cash. Or hardly working, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. leave oh, now. Are we sure we want Mitch to talk more, guys? Is nope. that... Nope, not if it's going to be them gyms. <laughs> yeah, so Nick has been working hard, and actually, like, uh, he has been starting this project to build each of us a computer, and I'm hopefully he'll well, be able by to... by each of us, you mean him and you, not, like, all of us. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, he sorry. already built mine. <laughs> okay. When I say, yeah, that that is imprecise. When I say each of us, I'm really only <laughs> thinking about myself and him. <laughs> yes. The um, important people. The important people. Yeah. Okay. So we he's, all know he's, Eddie is inconsequential. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, so Nick has ordered like all kinds of fun stuff, and hopefully he'll be able to talk about it on a podcast soon because, you know, he spent a lot of time going up. Like he is kind of obsessive about going over specs. I would get like texts from him <laughs> saying like, "Dude, I, I switched the processor. I, I switched the GPU." I, th- I think we're going to go for a better GPU. Uh, and, or like when he built mine, I was much the same way, except I didn't know anything that he was talking about. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I mean, gets I, very obsessive about. It. He loves doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's he he found this really like sharp little case that looks really nice, and uh, his is black and mine is white. So he's calling them Dark Phoenix and Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah, so so hopefully he'll be able to start building those soon, and then I will have um, a PC gaming rig, and it'll nice. be very exciting. Um, yeah, he started drafting a post. He's going to do a feature about it and kind of do pictures and talk about, I think, why he picked certain things. Mm-hmm. And Nick's very good at balancing cost and... Um, Power and yeah, and performance. Performance. Um, even though you know certain people have a problem with the rigs he builds, <laughs> but no, he, um, but no, he's very good at balancing those things. Because I mean, like, at least for me, like, I, I gave him a hard like. I really don't want to spend more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very good at you know and doing a lot of research and finding the best thing. So he was really concerned with. I mean, uh, we'll let him talk more about it. But he wanted a certain kind of performance, but he didn't care about going super high because these are boxes attached to your tv not a not a monitor right um you know and so these are primarily built to be like little steam consoles um yeah what he was telling me was that um the box should have enough power to play most everything at 720p with all the settings up to max like mm -hmm. anti-aliasing and and all the special effects and everything so um i'm excited I'm pro aliasing. 
<laughs> well, it, I'm just taking a stand right here. I'm tired of all this bigotry. <laughs> that uh, killed me. Uh, Anthony, you're the worst. But yeah, so so it's cool. Like you know, I'm I, I'm curious to see what The Witcher Two is going to look like with like you know, because that's definitely like one of the games that that is supposed to be a good example for like really. You, you know, can catch those like pixel pits and like stunning high def. Right. I don't right. know what it's going to look like, but I know what it's going to play like. Jack shit. <laughs> I like I so, like the Witcher games. I, I you think, can like them all you want. <laughs> they actually just announced Witcher three, and I don't care. Um, no, no, yeah, I saw that. I would like to see like a better. Maybe they can improve the things I didn't like about Witcher the, two. So yeah, the, I mean, it's it's actually kind of interesting. It's it's apparently like the Witcher's sort of play style, where you have to to research a bit and know what you're getting into before you go after certain types of enemies, but. It's going to be an open world game with they claim a world bigger than Skyrim. Do we need a world bigger than Skyrim? Skyrim is pretty big. Skyrim is pretty big, and and it's also like the way they announced it. They're like it'll play on PCs and high high end consoles, as in hedging their bets. Basically, it's going to be a next generation game. So because it's got like See, a whole, whole new engine too. How well will it render arrows and knees? <laughs> Because that's a big component this if you're going to be bigger than Skyrim. See, here's the thing. I hate all these games always talk about, like, you know, our map's this big. Our map's like 87 kilometers. Like GTA shaped, 5, yeah. Shaped like a penis or whatever they <laughs> get excited about, and they tell you how big it is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to do there, though. Yeah, well, and, and so, like, it doesn't matter how big it is. Like, Far Cry 3's world is actually kind of small. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do. But there's so much to do. I mean, it's big, but it, I mean, it's small, but there's so much to do. And then Arkham Arkham City is actually really small. You can hop from one end of Arkham City to the other um, in what, a minute, two minutes? But something fe- like that? But it feels big enough. Yeah. It absolutely. feels big it feels and big it's. Because a lot of the, 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 the scale is because it's vertical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you're going, I'm going horizontal. It's all, oh, I can climb to the very top of this building and it gives it a lot more scope. Well, the other thing about Skyrim is that, like, okay. How many people actually spend the time walking across the map? I am not patient enough to do that shit. I did for a long, for way too long. I do when <sighs> I have to. And then the minute I don't have to anymore, I don't do it. See, yeah, I, I am... do it for, when I start a game, I'll do it a lot just to kind of take in and kind of get a general feel of maybe some things that you might not find otherwise. Sure, um, sure. But then at a certain, I hit a certain point in the game where I'm like, nope. You know, well, it's like when you enter your seventh town and the towns take so long to get acclimated with. Like you're yeah. like, I don't know where I am in this town. Like, where is my house? Yeah. Uh, Do you get you the know? cloud district often? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you don't. Cloud district. <laughs> the guy in White Run. Oh, oh fuck! I'm gonna have to cut this whole thing out. God what? Damn it. what? Why? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I know the joke fell flat. Oh, I, oh. He says that all the time, doesn't Mitch, he? Mitch is yeah, ruining he his own comedy by. He's just like. No, don't cut this, Mitch. Leave it. Let everyone see your Someone musk. Someone is going to listen to this and just be like, oh, Mitch, you card. That got me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? I actually, right. So You're I'm right. actually like a uh, little over halfway through the campaign in Skyrim. I just haven't picked it up enough. Like I managed yeah, to make I, a, a pretty good dent in it. But uh, uh, like, I, think I, I, I don't think I'm done with the Civil War, but... Yeah, I can't remember what else came up. And you know, I didn't do the Civil War thing at all. Really. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's completely optional. But I, you know, I, yeah. I was already like a couple missions into it. I was like, yeah, it's. It's up. weird that it's optional because it the game starts with that. Yes. <laughs> like it's so strange to me that that's like an optional component of the game. And but, yeah. it totally has like a huge effect on on the game after it. I'm sure. So 
Okay, so we were talking about The Witcher 3 that was announced. Mm-hmm. I guess we can jump ahead. We'll come back to the other topics we were going to do, but we might as well jump ahead to Assassin's Creed 4, which people talked about today. And is it 4, though? We don't know. I mean, We don't it, know if it'll be a 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know. The next Assassin's Creed. The next Assassin's Creed, which will be set time period and have a new character. <laughs> it will be in a time period. It will have a protagonist of some sort. So, no, I'm so I, I, of I have to feel, I, I kind of feel like changing the character and changing the time period. <gasps> mean... A wild beard appears. A wild beard appears. Nicholas. Hold on. I was making a joke. Computer and video games.com. They have a really terrible headline up that says new Assassin's Creed announced sequel. will have a new character and be set time period. Yes. All right. So it'll have a new character. We should have a fluid time period, like where you like maybe wake up after one mission and don't know where you are or when you are. Is Nick here? He's a friend. You're a friend. Hi, Nick. <laughs> You're, You're right. right. <laughs> Nick, I missed you. All right. Well, Nick was here, and he's actually going to get food, but then he will join again. So we're talking about Assassin's Creed Four. Um, New character, new time period, um, and the weird thing—they're—it's—they're they're kind of doing what they did with two, where they have multiple games in a series, and they're having different teams working on them, um, which sounds strange to me. But hey, that's how you want to do it, Ubisoft. Ubisoft has like a million teams with a million employees each. They employ a whole planet specifically dedicated to making games. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, so, they seem to be able to pump out these spin-off titles and then just like throw studios at a game until it's done, like all the time. So, so my guess, if if it's a a, a new time period and a new character, then it's going to be a number jump. Like, I, I have to wonder, like, the reason that they did the Assassin's Creed Two trilogy was that they needed to ramp up these other studios so that they could get on a yearly schedule with like new characters and new time periods. Well, what was interesting to me about that quote is it said the new series entry will be developed by multiple teams each designated chronological chapters within the game hmm. so multiple teams working on like these missions and then multiple teams working on these these years like 1780 to 84 is this team and 85 to 90 is that team that's weird that's not gonna flow i really feel like that's gonna that's gonna be weird yeah hmm. i feel like it's not it's it's it, it's not going to be consistent. You're going to have some things that might be really awesome, and then there's going to be like escort missions for four years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, I guess I guess they've done that before with like one team does the multiplayer and one team. Maybe does that's the how they've team. always done it. And we've never noticed, but I feel like to announce that they like, yeah, we're having multiple teams work on just certain sections of the game. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's not a good PR strategy to throw out there. Because right. well, it, all all I would care about then is is that they uh, use the improvements from the Assassin's Creed Two series instead yeah. of just being like, hey, let's we're doing yes. our own thing. We don't know what everybody else is doing, but day one, play Assassin's Creed Two. <laughs> day day two, play Assassin's Creed Three. See the difference? Smack yourselves on the head. <laughs> yeah. Guys, what if all our systems were buried within two menus and the <laughs> menus were really shitty? But this is the fourth Genius. Assassin's Creed, possibly, so it needs to be four menus. Can you do that? Also, are they going to spell Assassin with a four instead I of I hope an they a? do. Oh, oh that is fine. I hope yeah. it's four, four Assassin's <laughs> Creed. <laughs> like that. That's what I want. <laughs> I want four Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah, That's what I yeah. Want. It's it'll be four Assassin's Creed, four ass, be, four sins. It, no, it'll be four Creed. player co op. That's where they. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that 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 does make me wonder um, if they have different teams doing it. If it's actually going to be a, a bunch of different characters that you play as, that you know, that would be interesting. You know what? Like, what if each character has a different play style or something like that? I'm know? still firmly behind my belief that the next game or a game needs to be about a Templar. Yeah. Well, yeah. three kind of did that. No, I know, but I'm saying like a, like a whole game. Like, they should just while they figure out what the hell they're gonna do with the next uh, part of the whole overall story, they should just go back in time and do it from the beginning from the point of view of the Templars, because they like money. Yeah, I I feel like if they were going to pull that reveal, I feel like they've already wasted that reveal. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of the way they did three, like because of they they start it and you don't realize he's a Templar for a certain period of time, and there's like whoa, and that would have been really cool to do that, and then the whole game is that. You know what I mean? Like if Connor had been a Templar and you didn't realize it, you know, right? right. Um, well, they could just call the next one like Templar's Creed and just tell yeah. you ahead of time. Yeah. Was it was the stuff with the Templar before you knew it? What did he seem like an assassin or did he seem like a Templar? No, he seemed like an assassin. I mean, like everything was the same. You know, yeah, just the so. way everything did. So I feel like they've already wasted that. Yeah, because now you're like, well, that there's no difference. Idea, yeah. Um, so anyway, we don't really. There's not really much else to say about the game. Uh, That's all we, we know. No idea. Um, I hope it is not shitty. Yes. That is my only hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, like sometimes I think about that final mission in Assassin's Creed Three, and I start to feel myself getting a little angry. <laughs> I have to like kind of take a couple deep breaths. So. It's funny. You there's certain that you're Canadian. There's certain things that like when you get distance from them that they either. Like, you either grow more fond of them or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess Mitch isn't like, ready to laugh. Yeah, that wasn't laugh so bad. <laughs> or you're well, just like, like Far you know Cry what? 3, it's Fuck been like that. a month and I'm just like, Far Cry 3 was really good. And then Assassin's Creed 3, I'm just like, that was the biggest waste of money I have ever spent on in my life. Yeah, and the fact that I forgot to put the game disc in mine when I sent it back made me lose like another $10 of value on it. I was like, God, I wasted so much money on this game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but no, uh, Far Cry 3 is... is as an example, I was actually going to do the gamer sushi asks tomorrow about um, like when you say goodbye to like a video game or to like a world, you know, like Far Cry Three. Like I was done and I had done the story. I had done, I I, I think I completed like seventy to eighty percent of the game. Like I did most of the side quests, um, and then I there I was like, there's nothing left to do yeah, and i'm really driving you but and you I got, don't want to leave it yet yeah and i got really sad like because i had freed all the outposts there literally weren't even bad guys to kill oh wow like that was yeah. that was one of the reasons i was saying if that game had a new game plus where i yes. could like start over with the abilities and I weapons have i have immediately i would never trade that game in no i would have done it immediately because yep, me too. i like finished everything and i was just sitting around and i was like oh i can't even go kill anything and so then I like animals. I went to the I went to the uh, security points or whatever, one of the outposts, and I like refilled all my ammo and like bought body armor, just so that like my guy could be like fully stocked, even though I was never gonna play again. And I was like, well, I would have just started shooting the rack yet and just like go out in a blaze of glory. I was like, on the off chance that I ever put this game back in for some DLC or maybe ten years from now, I'm feeling nostalgic and buy it for two dollars at a garage sale. Yeah, you know? I do that sometimes. <laughs> and so I like restocked my guy so that if I ever put it back in, I could just you know hop right in. But I really, was, I, like really I said, sad. it had a new game plus. But the idea of playing it like with the crap with no abilities and only a pistol to start again just didn't appeal to me. Like I was like, I never want to do that again. But if I could just play it over again with what I have now, I would, I would do it over and over and over. 
So I'm thinking about other games that maybe like the distance like sours the experience. Like Assassin's Creed Three, like I'm more sour the more I think about it. You know, um, Diablo Three was one for me. See, I, I don't I don't feel sour about Diablo Three. I just feel really meh about it. Like because I played it and yeah, I that's probably it. more accurate. Like I enjoyed it when I was playing it, but like looking back on it, I'm kind of like uh, I didn't. For me, that, it was uh, never got crazy fun ever. You know the the last story that. Um, Mist Walker RPG for the Wii. Mm-hmm. There are still people that I see that you know like JRPGs, like I like them, and they love that game. And I'm like, I honestly don't know how anybody can like that game. Like, t- when you say, "Oh, I love the last story," I just go, "I can't trust you anymore." Like, it, it's a totally a deal breaker for me. There's nothing redeeming about that game at all. So, and I like really the more the, the 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 further I get away from it, the more I'm just like, "What? That game sucked." <laughs> and I wanted it to be so good because it was from the makers of Final Fantasy and all that bullshit. I actually can't think of any games that I would really like say got worse with time. Like, well, I, some, sometimes they get better. Like Final Fantasy thirteen two. The more I look back on it, the more mm-hmm. I'm like, man. You know what I mean? Like Heavy Rain is the same way. Yeah, I actually say Heavy Rain's the same way too for me. Mm, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, yeah, I really enjoyed Heavy Rain, even though David Cage hates games. Oh no, he doesn't. <laughs> I know he does. Just hates tr- you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Man, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I, I, I guess there's games that that sort of lost their impact for me for a while. Like after I stopped thinking about them. I don't know. No, no nothing really comes to mind. Like, um, I mean, I LA guess Noir. No, see, the thing is about La Noir is that um, I liked it until the character changed. Yes. And and. When that happened, I mean, there was stuff that was frustrating about it here and there before then, but when they changed the character, I was like, you can't change your fucking protagonist in the third <laughs> act of the story. Yeah. That, yeah. Just, doesn't, that just doesn't work. <laughs> you have to do it after the climax, like Red Dead Redemption. Spoilers. No. Um, I think we're okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption by now, it's one of the best games you'll ever play. You need to play it. You're an asshole for not playing it. It's true. I'm an asshole. Um, oh, wait. Oh, you haven't played it? Oh, I was speaking to random. Oh listeners. man, I just oh, got real in no. here. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Oh God. I started. You I see started, what happens, I started Anthony, played, when you with your hours. words. Yeah. All your harsh <laughs> talk. I expected you to play a game from five years ago. It's not that old. It's like <laughs> I know. I know. It's like two thousand what ten? It's almost five. It was, no, no. I bet it's it's like three or four. It's the same. It's same year. Same year as Mass Effect Two. two. So it's two thousand ten. You know yeah. what's sad is that I totally have the. Zombies. That's three years ago. I have the, zo- yeah. I have the zombie uh, expansion too. So oh, I have that Red zombie Dead DLC was DLC. tight. Yeah, I didn't I like it that much. DLC. But it, was, it was fun for a bit. I think I, I think I bought it because I, I got like um, some deal where I got a bu- bunch of Microsoft points. So I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just buy it. Oh uh, yeah. The only reason I didn't like it is because it was it was kind of hard because the zombies are all melee attackers and the game isn't really built for that. Mm. Uh, so when they get close to you, it's just. You're already screwed. Yeah, I lowered the difficulty so that it was just like auto headshots. It was a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, at this point, since it's like I, you know, I played the first couple of hours of it and I don't remember any of the mechanics, I'll probably just end up like restarting it if I ever get around to it. That's okay. So before we get too far down that rabbit hole, we should jump back to more modern games. Mitch modern has been playing Dead, <laughs> the most modern game of all. Yeah, Mitch has been playing some Dead Space Three this week. He streamed it the other night. Actually. I streamed it on a toaster. Yeah. Because it looked like crap. 
I thought it was a potato. Net. Like, you know, 10 pixels. No, no, no. I said, I said it was a potato, and then someone in the chat was like, don't insult yourself. This is at least the quality of a toaster <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> Awesome. I felt I felt bad about it, and like the entire time, I was like, ah, I should stop the stream and change my settings. But then I was just like, ah, I don't want to fuck around anymore with this capture card, no, so I, I think just kind of left it. Only yeah, Nick, it only Nick cared. I know. And then at one point, my phone started buzzing during the stream, and then Nick sent me a text to tell me my phone was buzzing. I'm like, you're just adding to the problem, man. <laughs> nice. So, what do you what are your thoughts on Dead Space Three? So it is not really dead space anymore like to be fair let me just to be fair let me just preface this by saying that i've only played the co-op i haven't tried the single player yet um but it starts it starts off and you're killing human enemies which is really weird like there's no necromorphs and then you kind of get onto the necromorphs and it's definitely more like action oriented and on normal difficulty you just get like med packs and ammo out the wazoo so there's not really the tension of like scraping by an encounter with just your wits like you can still pick up necromorph limbs and everything and use like stasis and kinesis and all that sort of stuff but you just have so much ammo and they kind of made the combat more like a lot faster this time around so enemies come at you really quickly and yeah, that's the, how it looked yeah it they just they just increase the speed a lot it actually reminded me a lot more of Resident Evil 5 than it did of Dead Space 2. Probably just because there was another guy there fighting with yeah, me. That's not a bad thing. But <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. There's just a lot more emphasis on action and movement this time as opposed to like taking it slow and like using your environment to sort of give you the upper hand. So EA lied? Well, I still haven't played the single player. Like the single player could still be like the traditional just, dead space. Well, no, I just think it's funny because like they've been swearing up and down, like, "Oh, it's still gonna feel like dead space." And but, it's I like, mean, but if you no, getting... it's like bullshit. Like everyone is looking at this video, and we can see that it does not look the same. But if you're getting a huge amount of ammo, like that, I'm sure that's still true in single player. That's a fundamental change. Yeah, that is a fundamental change. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the same across like both. Like I had to go to the to the bench. The, like there's a, a new workbench that's actually pretty cool. I didn't mess around with it a lot because I figured just staring at a menu would be boring for the people uh, watching the stream. But you can oh, whatever. Access your... We did it on Borderlands all the time. We're like whatever. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> but you can access your safe and like I had to like just go and put like like 15 or so med kits in the safe to free up space in my rig inventory. Oh, that's are how you many. Serious? Yeah, it was just like. Because you can stomp guys and more stuff comes out. So you'd kill them and you'd get some stuff. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to stomp them again. And then more stuff comes out and, and you say like, okay, well, now my inventory is full and I can't carry any more of these med packs. And I haven't been hit once, so I'm not using med packs. So I guess I better just dump them in my safe. Someone should make a meme picture of Isaac holding a bunch of med packs. And it'll be like, the why can't I hold all these med packs? It's kind of what it feels like. The other Dead Space games, what I liked about them was the... Every diff- every weapon had different ammo, and I understand in this one it's universal ammo, and that sort of they're thermal the- clips this time. Yeah, yeah. The, the thermal, oh, they yeah, oh they Mass Effect two did. Yeah, and that was always the the fun of the old games is sometimes you were, your favorite weapon ran out of ammo, right. and there'd be whole periods of the game where there wasn't a lot of ammo, so you had to use different kinds of ammo. And it forced you to try the different weapons that you normally wouldn't try, and I really like that. Um, I feel like in this one that's kind of getting away from what I like. So did they Mass Effect to it? Yes. Did they Dragon Age it? <laughs> they Dragon Age to it. Well, actually, funny that you funny that you mentioned Dragon Age too. There's actually a lot of repeated environments in the game. Apparently, like just rooms are copy and pasted. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Like that, there's this. There's this some is, neat parts to it. This is but. starting to sound more and more like a rental to me. Yeah. 
I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get that kind of feeling. Like, there, there's a lot of weird, like, presentation issues. Like, your secondary guy, I think his name is, like, John Carver or something. He's with you in the game, but when it cuts back to the cutscenes, I think it plays, like, single-player cutscenes. So, it, at one point during the beginning of the game, like, me and my buddy who's playing my co-op partner are on this train and you have to jump from the train to the spaceship and I jump onto the ship and then suddenly he's already on the ship helping me up. I'm like, weren't you on the train with me? How did you get up there before I did? <laughs> so it's just like weird presentation stuff. And also they redesigned Ellie to just give her like giant tits, which I really didn't like, but that's just a personal thing. I thought she was a really good character and now she's just like eye candy this time around. Didn't she lose an eye in the last game? Yeah, she, she did. She, she, she grew on back. Oh, that's that's convenient. Yeah, it, well, I think it's like it, cybernetic. Yeah, it's probably that's still though. That's like a, a, a could have been a nice like you know character touch to her to have her with an eye patch or something. You know? So Whatever. at what point? Sorry, I'm not trying to harp on EA here, but I mean this seems to be a trend, right? So that's not even talking about the microtransactions, but please go ahead. <laughs> I do want no, I do want to talk about the microtransactions, but Eddie, you go. Well, I just at, at some point, I mean people gripe about this on the internet all the time, but people still keep buying these games. <laughs> like, at what point are people just like, I'm done with this? Mm. You know? Because they, they've been spurring up and down. They're like, oh, it's still going to feel like Dead Space. But it clearly doesn't. It never looked like it was going to feel exactly the same. Like, it looked like Gears of War or Mass Effect, you know, when they were showing it at E3. Yeah, well, you can duck behind cover when you're yeah. fighting enemies because they're firing guns at you. And it, it, Yeah, compared to Dead Space 2's cold open, the opening of Dead Space 3 is just like, what, what's going on? The Why opening of Dead Space 2 is nuts good. Oh, dude, it's so awesome. I actually yeah. don't remember the opening now. Dead Space 2 you're, is you're You're, great, like, great you're like strapped down to the bed or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're in, in the, the mental hospital, yeah, tight station. Okay, station. Yeah, and, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, but in, in this one, you just like it, they come into your apartment and they're like, "Isaac, the unitologists have destroyed Earth government. You got to help us." I'm like, "When did that happen? I thought they were just a church, but apparently now they've well, they've you were asleep, releasing markers on like every colony and just turning people into necromorphs, and there's no more government or something. So they just kind of like throw you into like some situation like halfway through because video game stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're so bad, guys. They're so bad. Why are they so bad all the time? <laughs> Because then like Elton John looks like just, bad. I'm sorry, go ahead, please. No, I just said like the guy, the main bad guy looks like Elton John, and he also has a British accent. Nice. Elton John has a British accent. <gasps> the main bad guy is Elton John. Oh my god, Captain Fantastic. Dun dun dun. <laughs> nice. So the other game we were going to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about the microtransactions. Oh yes, real. go for it. Okay, so the microtransactions. It's like whatever there's microtransactions you can buy crafting materials for money uh but the thing that really got to me is there's this like little robot you can the send robots. out I knew, yep. and yep and the robot will go and he will get stuff and uh, there's a 10 minute timer where he'll come back and give you whatever resources he's collected and there's a specific resource you can only get through the robot but there's something you can buy that is only available through microtransactions that you cannot upgrade with in-game currency that essentially cuts the return time for the robot in half so there's no way you can purchase that through game progression. You have to spend money on wow. essentially speeding that's, up the robot. That's, that's scuzzy right there. That, I'm not yeah. sure how expensive it is, but the fact that you cannot just grind for it in the game itself is kind of gross. The fact that they're like, hey, you only want to wait five minutes instead of ten, give us money. Yeah, it's like I already paid 60 bucks. Like I didn't download this game for free on my iPad, and you're offering me like a coin doubler. I'm okay with DLC and games. Like It's just it's a reality. You know what I mean? It's like It's like... Like I, I think it's so weird when people complain about ads on videos. Still, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? like, I, I I'm like, like, do you go to YouTube and they're like, oh my god, there was an ad in front of that trailer. It's like an ad for an ad, and I'm like, okay, it's it's this is the internet video. It's not worth well, okay. And this is the just to interject. Just to interject here, did you hear about um, the new season of Archer on Amazon? Having iTunes, having it has ads, ads. On like when you paid, buy it on. I have iTunes a problem with ads on a paid thing. Yeah, um, but like just like internet video, like mm-hmm. in general, like something you're streaming that has ads on it. Like I don't. It, I feel like in this day, it's 2013. Like we should all be used to this by now. Right. And so I feel the same way about like DLC. Like when people gripe about DLC, but at the same time. I, like what Dead Space Three? They announced something like thirteen pieces of day one DLC, um, and then and like, they also announced like, the first expansion on the day the game came out. Yeah, and I'm like, does anyone get excited when they're like, hey, we've got this other stuff you can pay for? But not like, can you just let us have a day before you start telling us all the way, other way? You know what I mean? Because like we'd say, I just spent sixty dollars on your game. You know, I think the thinking is there are the people who quickly beat a game the day they get it. And they trade it in, and they tell you about the day the DLC on day one, so that maybe that person will hold on to their game. I but actually, who are these I, people? I haven't beaten a game in one day except for Halo Four. No, there's a lot of them. Like I mean, only they're, well, they're 13 years old, is who they are. Um, exactly, yeah, right? And they're in college as well. Yeah. Um, well, I actually really college. like how um, Borderlands Two <laughs> did it. Like with the the season pass, I like season. I like the idea of season passes because yeah, you're yeah. saying like, hey, there's going to be more stuff, and you just will have perpetual access to mm. it. I'd rather them yeah. announce a season pass on day one, knowing that like that means you know a month after the game comes out or however long. It was it felt it felt like it was reasonably quick with the first release. Like I can't remember, it was within I want to say the first month that the first DLC dropped. But I like that. And then they've also had other types of DLC, but it it wasn't until just recently like with they released some costume packs and some other stuff like that. That that to me, it's it it's like the best of both worlds, you know. Like they let us know there's going to be something worth, you know, waiting for later on without making it seem crass, you know. Uh, although like with with me, I'm you know such a huge fan. I think I bought the season pass like as soon as I got the game. So well, no, and that's the thing is like if you love the the game, then you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for more content. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's just there's a way to do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, like. 343 I, I hear has been like knocking out of the part with Spartan Ops. I hear Spartan Ops has gotten really good and it's just free content that they're just releasing mm-hmm. which is incredible to me. But Yeah we need to go back and, and try that sometime. I'm thinking we should just wait till all 10 are out and then just maybe like devote a weekend to it. Marathon it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah marathon it. Well if they don't have like endless slogs like they did in the last Spartan Ops then it should be pretty fun. Yeah otherwise we could stop. Because There's the thing, been a lot I... of Dr. Halsey stuff. Yeah, there's some ones. good stuff with that I've heard that she's like kind of stealing the show. But yeah. the, that was the problem is like I really enjoyed playing it with you guys, mainly, like mainly Mitch and I would play when it would come out. But um, like sometimes if I was in the middle of playing another game, I didn't want to stop to play Halo. Yeah. That's why the idea of waiting until it's all out now is more appealing yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. Because I wouldn't have stopped Far Cry for it. I don't <laughs> know. Like, you know, fuck you, Halo. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. So speaking of, I'm going to try to just switch to this game again, um, just because I, I want to make Mitch talk about it, because Mitch has forever been opposed to JRB, JRPGs, and he sent us an email. He sent us an email last night that he loves Nino Cooney. Yep, I. How does it feel to finally really be alive? It. One of us. One of us. One of us. 
God, you guys, I really have a thing for feathered hair and too many belts now. I don't know. <laughs> too many belts. What about I it? don't know how to deal with that. And what did it, you, you bought several seven disc uh, orchestral soundtracks to a video game? Yeah. Hey. Oh, that was, a little, that was a little close to home, Jeff. Yeah, I'm staring at several of them right now. Anthony, I've been listening to the Chrono Cross soundtrack a bunch the oh, last couple so weeks. Good. <laughs> so, so, so Mitch, good. like, so. The one thing that I've heard about Nino Kuni that sort of like, well, it was in the Polygon review, like the one negative review, the guy was saying that eventually the controls were kind of annoying, but I think it was after a while of playing the game. So like, yeah, I'm, I really only played it for like a couple hours last night. My girlfriend bought it and she's been playing it. So I got to go over to her house and check it out and she let me play around with it. And I can see the controls for the battle getting pretty annoying because you throw out your familiar uh, well, this is kind of where the Pokemon comparison comes in. You can either attack yourself or you can throw out a little creature. Why would you and... attack yourself? <laughs> you can either yeah, attack I thought that too. It sounded weird. Yourself. Yeah, no, it sounds weird. You can either attack with your character. <laughs> uh, is that better? <laughs> you can either attack um, with your character joking. I or attack you myself throw every out night. A familiar critical hits and have it do the fighting for you. <laughs> and you bring up like this battle... Um, this battle menu, but the action doesn't pause. So you're having to fiddle around with this battle menu while you're trying to run away from the enemies. Mm. And then once you select move, it pauses and lets you use and lets you select which enemy you're going to use that attack on. But I would have appreciated it more if it just paused, let you do an attack, yeah, and that's then weird. went from there. It's weird that so you would avoid you would go to such links to avoid it being turn based, but then like screw people over while they're trying to pick their next, you know, yeah. attack. Mm. Even though it's like a real-time battle, your guy just attacks automatically anyways, so it, they might have been serviced better by making it turn-based. I've heard it's kind of like Final Fantasy XII. I mean, Final Fantasy XII kind of works like that, too. I have to take your word on that. So, and that one was fine. So maybe if someone's not used to that or hasn't done it before. Um, what are the other games that are kind of like that? I guess the Tales games work a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, um, there's more, but I can't. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not thinking of them. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's something that that happens. It's it's pretty. I like it when you can do that in games where you just sort of set up the strategy and the RPG veterans, yeah, RPG <laughs> veterans. We dealt with this. We were used to it. Well, so, so tell us other stuff about the game. I just want to hear anyone talk about it. I want to play it so bad. I just like looking at it. I have. Yeah, it either. is freaking gorgeous. Uh, like this this game looks amazing. Uh, for people who don't know, Studio Ghibli kind of was the driving force behind the art style, and it just looks like you're playing Spirited Away or something. God. Yeah, there's like a town of cat people, and you go in there, and it's just so weird. I heard there's a ghost magical. casino. I oh god, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I want to go to the ghost casino. <laughs> um, it and. The writing is the writing is really good. The localization is good. You meet a cat king and you call him your meowjesty. It's just like <laughs> oh. it's just full of puns. Like Eddie is just going to like gorge himself on puns when he plays this game. Well, everything I read, I mean, this is the side I've I've been trying to stay away from reviews, but I do keep hearing these little excerpts where people say like it'll make you feel like you're like back in high school playing through a JRPG over the summer again. Um, which I'm just like, oh god, don't say that to me. That's like the yeah. you know, but. Um, I read this interesting thing today um, where someone was talking about that like it, the world and the charm is like part of that most RPGs try to focus people on like these plots these like stupid plots but it like focuses more on like the world and it's like the guy was saying how 
there were parts of the game that bugged him, but he just really wanted to see the way Studio Ghibli like interpreted JRPG tropes. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I wanted to see their kind of like ice caves and like their mm-hmm. fire spells. Deserts, and, like, yeah. Yeah, their deserts. Um, you know, and he talked about how he wasn't super into the story and then the game gave him like a ship. I think you can sail or something. He's like, he got on like a ship and then he was supposed to go to this one place. And he's like, I wasn't even, he's like, I wasn't even really liking the game a whole, he's like, he said he liked it, but like he wasn't super into it yet. And he gets on this boat and then instead of going where he was supposed to go, he's like, for, for some un, like unknown reason, I just veered off and went a different direction. He's like, and then I just became obsessed with the game. And so he just like went a different direction and started exploring and like came to like an island surrounded by mist that like you can't get to and then got to other places where monsters were way too powerful for him. And and he was just talking about like just like how charming the whole world is and how, I mean, it feels like you're getting to walk around and then like a, yeah, kind of what you said, like a spirited away or or Princess Mononoke or something like that. I'm in. Um, And I just, ugh. It's ridiculous (laughs) how bad I want to play this game. Yeah, see, the funny thing is, like, I had just watched my first movie from that studio, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, I watched Spirit. Yeah, I had just watched Spirited Away. So, as soon as I saw this game, I'm like, oh, yes, more, please. That's awesome. You should, uh, Princess Mononoke is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to track down a copy of that somewhere to check it out. I I wish it was on Blu ray so bad. I don't think any of their movies are on Blu ray. No, some of the, some of the, some of them, yeah, they're slowly releasing some of them, but it's. Nasca is fantastic. It's really similar to Princess Mononoke. So mm. I like Princess Mononoke better, but Nasca is also fantastic. So if you can get that too, that one's awesome. Also. Yeah. Spirit of Away is still my favorite one, right. though. Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, Princess mm. Mononoke. So, so Good it was choice. Really, <laughs> so it was really cool. Uh, last year or so, um, the Alamo Draft House had this thing where. Yes. Uh, they played all of the the Studio Ghibli uh, Miyazaki movies uh, on, like, you know, they had the original Japanese versions with subtitles, and they played them um, all in a row. And I so I got to see, uh, we saw Princess Mononoke in the theater. That's awesome. Sure. And, or what, it, no, maybe it was just Spirited Away. Maybe we saw Spirited Away and something else. And I think we maybe missed Princess Mononoke. I can't remember, but it was awesome. It was so cool. Like, um, I love Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm going to say about this is you should clean your backlog before starting this game because you're not going to want to put it down. When it's like, like, I, it's I like only played it for like two hours. hours I long, right? Yeah, it is long. Standard yeah. for our JRPGs. <laughs> really brushing even, our shoulders off. Not even, <laughs> please. I'm getting it for my birthday along with Dead Space 3. I'll probably knock out Dead Space 3 real quick and then do some Nino Cooney before SimCity comes out. Dead Space 3 is 20 hours long. I really want to do Sleeping Dogs before I do a bunch of other stuff. I did Sleeping Dogs in like eight. Really? Oh, yeah. Didn't take I've been a like, long time at all. I've been like putting it off because I'm thinking it's like a 20 hour game. Okay. Oh, no, no. no. You just I did a lot the of the side missions. stuff too. And I did, I did a lot of the side stuff and I probably. Huh. It's about 12 hours, maybe. You guys maybe. just like blew my mind. I've seriously been like, oh my God, this game's going to take me like two weeks to finish. So I haven't even been playing it just because I haven't. It, it, I don't know if you do. I'm weird. You've psyched just, yourself out. No, I, I totally I've psyched do myself this out. Too. I, I totally haven't even do this touched too. it this week. You know, because I've been just like, oh, I don't want to play it for. T-. I mean, like, I liked the game, but I'm like, oh, I just want to play Nino Kuni. No, I got. <laughs> so, and the story the is actually like really short in Sleeping Dogs. Do you need yeah. to do side quests to be able to hang in there for the stories? No, the no, story no, stuff. Because so. I don't know if I'm that interested in side quests in it, but no, you should you at can least do. try 
so the do at least the first police investigation thing just to see how you like it. Okay. Because uh, you know it, it is kind of neat the way they do it. Um, but you don't need to do it at all for any reasons. Okay, I'll probably stream some of that this weekend and just like every time I sit down to play, I just turn on the stream just because. But um, do pay attention to the uh, the cutscenes in the story because it's it's really good. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I just want Nino Cooney. <laughs> which I've said. You may have mentioned that, yes. Yes. It's mm. just, ugh, I keep hoping for that game. And it might be it. <laughs> like, might be the one. It's the one that me and, me and Anthony keep talking about this. Like you, there's just, Look, I used to only what play is the JRPGs. Last, yeah, what is the last really, really, really good JRPG you played? Like, really good. Like, not Final Fantasy thirteen too good. Like, I mean, like... Good. Before that, um, Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> no, uh, the one low hanging fruit, Dra- uh, Dragon Quest Nine. Okay, but that was a that was a DS, was a DS game. Yeah, DS game. Yeah. If you want to go to console, the last really good JRP would be Final Fantasy Twelve. Oh, I hear Fire Emblem Awakening is actually pretty tight. I hear it's awesome. Also, I want to get that. that. I've never played yeah. any of the Fire Emblem games. I played the demo on the 3DS. I, I liked it. It was quite good. I just downloaded the demo for Etrian Odyssey 4 because I hear that's really good too and that comes out at the end of the month. Um, Isn't there 3DS? a Dragon Quest game coming out in the 3DS soon? Yes. Well, it just came out of Japan this past week, uh, Dragon Quest 7. The Do, doesn't, the that, doesn't like Japan shut down? Doesn't like their whole economy shut down when a Dragon Quest game comes out? Yeah. I think that's, uh, isn't that Monster Hunter? Oh, God, I want to play a Monster Hunter game so badly. Um, yeah, this is the... like. This is the only Dragon Quest game I've never played, and they haven't announced a U.S. version of it yet, so they goddamn well better, because I really want to play it. I think Dragon I get, Quest I get on 8. That D. Dragon Quest 8 is probably the last great JRPG I played. And this is from the people that made that. Yep. Nino Kuni. Level, so, level 5, yeah. Yep. They're good people. They are. Good they people. make they make great games. They're the kind of girl you bring home to Ma. I actually can't remember the last time I played a G- I, you know, I, I played them more when I was a Super Nintendo gamer. I haven't really played any... Mm this generation so much well you pretty much played like the pinnacle of them back then mm. <laughs> arguably the pinnacle of rpgs was the snes right yes well although now that i think of, like i remember trying to play final fantasy one and it being too fucking hard for like a dude final kid. fantasy one's so hard it's really hard <laughs> but that dude is gonna play it yeah well, yeah one of my friends is gonna stream all of the final fantasy games Really? Yeah. Here's here's the thing, Anthony. He's never he's never played any of them. Played any of them so other than just, a few minutes. So he's going to start with Final Fantasy One. Yeah. Is he going to do the NES version? Um, I think isn't it on PS3? The PS, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the PS1 version. And they just did okay. 50% that one's off. They just did fifty percent off all of them recently. That one is a little bit. I think that one is a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, the PS1 version because that's the one I beat. I beat the Game Boy Advance version. Um, so that he'll be he'll be okay with that. Yeah, he's, he's gonna about it. He was he's like, gonna be in a world of trouble when he gets to Final Fantasy two though. Yeah, I that think, game. Sucks. I think I think he would. Uh, I think it'd be difficult to stream from an SNES. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or an NES. You just you just point your camcorder at it, and that's that's how you do. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. He um. Well, people did about it. He was like, like oh, PSN's doing fifty percent off. I guess this is a sign that it's time to like pull the trigger. <laughs> I may have to watch some of those. I'm not really too big into watching streams, except for when you guys do it. But I may have to check some of those out. Yeah, I, they're cool to have on in the background. Like I had Mitch's on while I was doing like the million things I was working on for Gamer Sushi that night. Um, yeah, I had Mitch's on too. Yeah, I had it on. I had to turn the sound off a little bit because Jen was like, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> <laughs> it was just me and my friend making terrible death-related puns. 
like he went to pieces and then just like horrible squelching noises. So basically Ray Lewis jokes. Hey. Whoa. What? Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ray Lewis is an American a, football player. He's a sports ball player. Killed it. Hey. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> all right. You knew. Sports ball. So, I knew. So so sports basically ball. what needs to happen now is every one of us needs to make a joke that doesn't land. <laughs> and then Mitch yeah, speaking of Speaking of things like, that might be misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna see, do we want to talk about Tiny Tina? Uh, Tiny Tina. Let's let's talk about Tiny Tina. Jeff, you set it up. You wrote the post. Fine then, be that way. Um yeah, I don't Tiny know, Tina is racist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there, there was this this thing on Twitter over the weekend where um a guy tweeted at Anthony Birch, who's the head writer of Borderlands two. He actually didn't write the first game. I don't know who did, but yeah, he was the writer on that uh, what, what You Play in Ash series, I think, that Destructoid did. Oh, okay. And then he got hired by Gearbox, I think. Isn't that right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was him. So anyway, I know like you asked Nick. The, this, this guy who was like a... a That's game, good that you talk. A, a guy who was a game designer was just like, you know, hey, uh, I think the stuff with Tiny Tina is problematic. Like, it's problematic for her to talk, you know, all urban... And she says badunk dunk Yeah, but so it's, we- it's weird because like the quote unquote urban thing she says are like crunk, badunk dunk shouty. Uh, <laughs> I like shouty. hearing, I, I like oh, hearing uh, Jeff, great. I want you to keep rattling off all these. Please like just say slang that. terms like this. For yeah, Jeff, just go to Urban Dictionary. Shouty. Because she doesn't say shorty. So she says shouty. Shouty. Uh, but I mean, like, so, so, at, like, to write about it, I, I rewatched a video of all her her dialogue scenes, and the thing is, she's like all over the place. She's like, she starts out, she's singing a, a nursery rhyme, and then she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's a magpie. Yeah, so she does all, and so yeah, I figured like magpie was the best term for it. But I don't know, like, ba- basically, like the point that I was trying to make, like, the the more I thought about it, it's like how does anybody come up with, with slang? And it's, it's, you hear it from people, you know, from, from growing up and, you know, it's, it's also based on like what part of the country you live in. So it's, it's really weird to, to say that like, just because she's white, she can't say like words that might be regional or, or part of like hip hop culture or something like that. And also, they're they're like words that have been around for so long that I don't. I think they've sort of lost their association with this. Yeah, that's culture. actually that's actually what I was just about to say. I was like, th- those words have actually been around for long enough that I don't even know if it's just hip hop culture anymore. Yeah, you know? exactly. I could I could I could throw a rock and hit somebody who says those words. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, well, you so do be like, in, what's you up, do Shorty, with that rock? Life. Why you hit me, man? You do and, live in like dirty Tampa. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, and, and so like I can I can kind Trampa. of like there there might be an angle where a character talking that way could be problematic, but not the way it is in Borderlands Two. Like so so the one thing I was thinking about. All right, so would it be problematic if she was black and she she talked like that? I don't think so. I mean, does like does the character's race have anything to do with the way she's talking? Um, I'm trying to think of like other examples. Well, see, for me, like, 
I, I was telling you this, Jeff. Like, it's like when people say to me, like, you don't act Mexican. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. Like, okay, is, please tell me how all Mexicans act. Right. Like, please. I want to hear what you, you know. Because, yeah. like, please expound on, like, your subtle racism. Mm. <laughs> like, like, tell me how they all act. First, I'm not even very much Mexican. <laughs> That's racist, do too. They, they, your own people. Do they respond with, you're not mowing lawns? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's usually mean, stuff like that. do I work that. hard? You know? And so, like, they, yeah, they'll, they'll, it's like, you don't act Mexican. I'm like, well, so it's when people, not like. taking care of their children. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, when people, like, when someone. Uh, to me, what seems more racist is that someone appropriates that language with an entire group of people. Mm. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, that was my problem. Is it's it's a cultural thing, not a racial thing. And to say that you can't have her talk like that because she's white means you're implying that only black people can talk like that, which makes you the racist. Right? You fucking idiot. So that's I'm sorry. I really have no tolerance for it. Tiny Tina's not racist. If you think that's racist, you're probably the racist because well, it is cultural dialect. It's not a racial dialect. Yeah, that, people aren't born talking that way they grow up around it i talked like a ninja turtle when i was a kid you know why because i watched ninja <laughs> turtles constantly and i wished i was one didn't we all didn't we all um yes well and the, like the other weird thing about the conversation is that like his his initial comment to the guy was kind of reasonable you know it's still like one of the first things i did when i looked it up i looked to see if the the people complaining were white and male and they were um which is always a yeah. That, I was about to say my my favorite thing when I was reading through that stuff was that somebody pointed out. I love that everyone arguing on this issue is like a middle class white male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So first uh, off, I was already like, okay, this is this is a recipe for disaster. Um, but so like his first comment was vaguely reasonable, if like completely wrongheaded. But then after that, he he starts insisting that she's actively racist. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I saw that. I was like, where? What does that mean? Is she like, you know, forming a chapter of the KKK when you're not looking? Like, (laughs) that's a side quest. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the next DLC. It's it's not like she's running around like screaming out the N word and like talking about how black people are inferior. So I don't understand how like that's actively racist. You know, what's something that I thought was interesting and it kind of it struck me weird when I first read it. Um, Gadfly Jim commented on our site. And the, when I first read it, I was like, whoa. But then I read it again, I was like, huh. Because he said, like, so are video game characters not allowed to be racists? Like, yeah, he was good. like, he was like yeah. we have movie. Like, I mean, he didn't say this, but, like, I, I took it to another level. Like, yeah. like, we have movie characters that are racists. You know what I mean? Like, well, and on TV shows, like, people that are racist or misogynist or whatever. But when, like, some, is someone in a game not allowed to be? Like, yeah, I, mean, I think they are allowed to be, but I think they have to be punished. Yeah, yeah, like they're especially in games now, they would have to be punished because it's still so like oh. But there's this like it is this kind of like relates to what was going on with Zero Dark Thirty and the torture, where I think one of the filmmakers finally said, just because we show it in a movie doesn't mean we're endorsing it. Yeah. We're not saying this is the right way. We're just showing it to you in the context of this. So if you had a racist character, it doesn't mean that the game is racist. It doesn't mean that the creator is racist. They're just showing you something. And you the movie I mean? doesn't glorify torture. It's fucking brutal. Like I'm seeing it on Saturday, so yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, I'm not telling it's, you not to talk about it. It's intense, bro. It's intense. No, that's why I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. No, I really but, want to see that, and yet I really don't want to see that. <laughs> no, it's it's good. You should watch. No, it. I know. Yeah, really, I, it's, I'd it's one of those. It. It's one of those movies where I know I'm gonna love it, but I'm also gonna like. It's gonna be intense. So. <laughs> yeah, you might feel close walking out of it, but but yeah, like you can. You're not endorsing it by showing it. You're you're sort of exploring a theme. You can explore how 
this thing affects other people. And there's just this lunacy that like, oh, because this has this, then like well, you're saying that that's the way it is. For, yeah. Or even the, even the stereotype that like, oh, they're saying all black people are like this or all Asian people are like this. No, I'm saying this one specific character that I created is like this. Mm. You know, it, it drives me nuts when people like just jump to conclusions about stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like sometimes, like with in, in at least kind of the gaming press circles, it seems like every game needs to be some kind of soapbox about something. And and yes, I agree that there are things that need to be talked about, especially like misogyny and stuff. Um, but I feel like like sometimes I'm like, just play some games, guys. <laughs> Not every game needs to promote your social agenda. It can yeah. just be a game sometimes. But Jeff, you actually said something that if you want to talk about like like games where you can actually make a little bit more of a claim about racism, look Far at Far Cry, Cry 3. 3. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. You know, like it, so, not like active racism, but just like the, it's, it's, the white savior. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the, the tropes, the stereotypes and all yeah, that. It's, yeah. The, it's, 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 a, it's not active racism. It's condescending racism Yeah, is what it is. It's, it's like, you know... <laughs> And the worst part about it is that the main character is completely unbelievable. As yeah. like, so it's like a 20-year-old college guy, I guess. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was playing the game. I was like, okay, this story makes zero sense. This story would make like infinitely more sense if he was like... Ex-military or something? No, no, if he was like born in like the Rocky Yacht tribe and like sent to America as like an orphan or something. Right. And then yeah. now he was returning to the island for the first time. Like, th- like that would be immediately oh, that would still be would have eye-rollingly made, dumb, but it, it would be dumb, sense. but it would have made it would have made it would make sense, sense right? actually. Like, why is this like white college guy and like their like, savior? Well, and the best part, it's like he's he, like the first time he holds a gun, he's like, I've never shot anybody. And then like the first time he shoots somebody, it's like, okay. You know, like it yeah. there's no comment on it after that point. Like that's the that's the thing. even in Hotline Miami, which is so incredibly violent. Like the first time you finish a mission, your character pukes. You yeah, know? he he reacts and and like Far Cry Three just sort of Far Cry Three just sort of like gives lip service to it and then pushes it aside. Uh, I don't know. It, it it doesn't stop it from being a really really fun game, but it's just like the main character is completely unbelievable. You know, like he not only yeah, is that- he. A twenty-year-old a, a white guy who shoots every gun without any problems, but he has no trouble skinning animals, despite the fact that he's probably never done it in his life. And yeah, every now and then you'll get a ooh, gross, but that's it. Right. Did you guys see this? Um, sort of on subject. Did you see this Hotline Miami trailer? Like no. the actual Hotline Miami trailer, or whatever. It's actually really interesting. It's um, it's like music from the game. It's actually very drive-esque. <laughs> but um, like the guy. It's like getting out of his car, and so it's just like shots of like this guy like looking like sick and leaving these missions or whatever. He's like in an elevator, and he's got the mask on, and he's like has blood dripping down like the mask or like a bat. Or it actually highlights that kind of violence thing you were talking about without actually having violence in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The implied violence, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the, in around around like fifty seconds, there's like a shot of the mask like torn up and like blood just running off of it. Yeah, no, I guess I hadn't seen this. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway. I need to play Hotline Miami. <laughs> it is, yeah, easily one of my most favorite games of recent times. God, this soundtrack is so fucking good. I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. <laughs> I haven't even played the game yet, but I bought it, and I bought the soundtrack, and I just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> like, just randomly. Especially when I'm driving. By the way, did, we, mm. did, did you guys hear that there's going to be a... Um, what's the guy 
from who did the songs in Drive or some of the songs, Kaminsky or whatever. Uh, mm. Sounds familiar, yeah. Kavinsky, yeah, you Kavinsky, know, Kavinsky, yeah, Kavinsky. Thank you. Uh, there's going to be a Kavinsky radio station in the next Grand Theft Auto game. Hmm. Oh wow, that'll be the only one I listen to. <laughs> so. Wait, is it, but is it going to have other stuff too? Is it going to have like college and chromatics and that stuff? Or it'll probably, yeah, I mean, possibly it'll it'll, it'll probably be the Drive radio station. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that'd be so stupid. If not, I think they. I think they did it in the last GTA game eventually where you could like put your own songs in, you know, a custom sound like a custom radio station. I will definitely put the Drive soundtrack in there. Someone else mentioned about talking about like the between Drive and Hotline Miami, the whole masks thing is a nod to Drive also. And mm. I had forgotten about that aspect of Drive. We yeah, see where right. a mask and drive. Remember in the, in the last the like, end? In the, yeah, pretty much the last act or whatever when he's kind of going and like and he's wearing yeah. the mask when he goes he after the, the mask. Yeah, and he gets up to like they're all on the like the diner the or whatever. And he, yeah, and yeah. He first the, the diner, window. then he goes to the beach or whatever, and he's got the mask on. I need to rewatch that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah even the masks in Hotline Miami is a nod to Drive. Awesome. Hmm. It is the best. Good call. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we were supposed to talk about the PS4 and Xbox 108080. Um, <laughs> so we, we should talk over. about those real quick and then wrap up. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's a ton to say about them, but it's interesting. The PS4, um, there's going to be a reveal February 20th? Yeah. We're assuming. That's the thing is like they said this is the future of PlayStation, and so everybody immediately jumped to the conclusion. I think Sony is probably sitting there like, oh, fuck, we were just going to do something about Vita or, or a new <laughs> PS3 service. Hurry, now we have to announce the PS4. <laughs> I wouldn't be anything... surprised if they were trying to get out ahead of E3 because you know that Microsoft's bringing theirs to E3. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because now there's some more Microsoft stuff. And, and they don't want to be... They don't want to do what they did with the PS3 where they were last. No, you they know? don't. They so I think they, really they probably want to get out first on the announcement too. But so you're yeah, right. If, if anything it's not... <laughs> but that, there will be a fucking riot. Even the people who are kind of like on the fence about new consoles... They're probably so excited for any news about it that if they announce anything about a PS4, they'll just be a riot. Yeah. Well, uh, I have I have admitted that if there is an awesome next generation Uncharted game that isn't rushed like Uncharted Three, I will probably be tricked into buying a, a, a new PlayStation. So. <laughs> if Uncharted Four is announced as a launch title, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to be so mad because yeah. I wanted to. I want to wait. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, me, I'll need a new Infamous before I pick up the PlayStation. But essentially, yeah. Yeah. So, just, so the the thing I, about the I just need to know where the Final Fantasy games are coming. <laughs> All of them. I mean, well, I mean, 360's got them now too. Oh, yeah, so. no, Final Fantasy is is multi platform from here on out. I mean, I guess the only platform that doesn't get it is is the PC, really, right? Well, no, because maybe um the Final Fantasy spinoff, the Versus 13, was going to be a PS3 exclusive, and there's talk that they may make that the next Final Fantasy, like just call that Final Fantasy 15 and release it on the. PS4. That's now. dumb. I've heard that rumor. I just why I'm saying I'm just like I just need to know. Just they should, just, know they should just change it to Final Fantasy Forever and never release it. <laughs> Final Fantasy never. Final yeah. Um, so the th- the thing about what like the rumors we've heard so far is that I feel like the PS4 specs we've heard most recently sound real. Those sound yeah. believable. The the Xbox specs we're hearing sound like the same bullshit that everybody's been. Like floating around forever, the Blu-ray disc and yeah, yeah. the used games blocking yeah, like, and so so the 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 Blu-ray disc sounds like bullshit because that would mean that Sony would make money for every Xbox sold. I know it's not impossible, but it seems unlikely. Um, and then the used game thing, 
Like, okay, if I'm a PR person for Microsoft, how do I spin that to my customers as a good thing? Like, how does that, how is that a win for a customer? Yeah. And if, if there's no way to spin that, that sounds good to customers, why the fuck are they doing it? I mean, like, I understand that they may have pressure from publishers to prevent used game sales, but seriously, like, if I'm a sales guy and I'm like, this is the shit that they're giving me, I would be furious. Because yeah. how, how are you going to convince people to, to buy something that's going to punish them? Well, and then also, it's it's interesting because we've been here, we keep hearing that stuff about the new Xbox, but it's kind of backed off after, because I think someone, I think it came out in a rumor about the new PlayStation a long time ago, but ever mm. since then, no one, it hasn't been a thing, but it's they always been about associated. about the PS3 before it even came out. Yeah, right. so it's always been associated more with this new Xbox, and it makes me wonder, like, I'm I'm curious, like, what kind of shift there would be in kind of the consumer base if... Um, like how much that would because most 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 like casual people that own like a PS3 or 360 they don't really I don't think they really care about exclusives they don't care about hardware they don't you know what I mean it's more like brand loyalty but I'm wondering if that trickles down to that level if it's like oh I can't buy used games on this system well maybe I'll just get a new PlayStation you know what I mean like I'm wondering how much that affects um, down there because I imagine there's a lot of people that only play used games oh yeah yeah, uh, I know that Jack Tretton, you know the the U.S. Um, Sony guy, he has said that he is he he's okay with used games. That you know people want to get games cheap, and it, you know they buy their system and then want to have sort of a uh, a cheap library right away. That used games are a good idea. Now, if his Japanese overlords feel differently, you know that could change. But if I was Sony and let's say Microsoft came out with this thing, they're like, oh, no used games on our system. I would advertise the fuck out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I yeah. would like because Sony doesn't do hardly any advertising at all, and it drives me nuts because they just had Sly Cooper come out. Does they're anybody terrible. know that it came out? No, they're they're terrible. Um, Wait, there about was a marketing. new Sly Cooper game. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It just came out the same day on this past Tuesday. Forty bucks. No idea. Uh, yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be good. A good game too. Like even um, they're terrible marketers. They they're really good are. at letting letting people who already know about the game. Know that it's coming out. Like, if you were already interested in Little Big Planet when that was being, you know, about to be released, then they let you know about it. But if you didn't know what Little Big Planet was, you'd have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're terrible at that. Microsoft, I mean, you see tons and tons of commercials for their stuff. Right. So if I, so if I was Sony and Microsoft did that with their next Xbox, I that'd be the one thing I would advertise. Be like, PS4 doesn't do that. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, like, there is a way to counteract used games and it's called steam <laughs> like seriously if if that is such a big concern you build a really really nice digital download store um, you have aggressive sale prices and you push that to your customers and people start getting used to buying games digitally and spending that money in a, in a way that they can't resell it and suddenly it's not such a big deal like people love yeah, gotta, Steam. People love Steam. You got to you, train your customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. It Steam has a foolproof anti-use game system, and people love it. Well, so, like my like my thing is I've like I pretty much like, like selling games, like trading games in is like my bread and butter. Like oh, yeah. it's it's how I keep gaming, and so I but I don't I don't bat an eye at buying a game on Steam when I buy one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even though I can't ever trade it in, it doesn't matter to me. And it's because, yeah, like they've done an amazing job 
and make I buy them so cheap that. that it's like, well, if I don't, if I play an hour of this, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one thing about Steam games, I've never actually spent full sixty dollar price on a Steam game. Although that may change once I have the the gaming rig, you know, like gaming rig, gaming rig. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did buy Dishonored for thirty bucks, and uh, Borderlands Two is on sale again for thirty bucks. I'm just like, no. I can't buy it again. Oh, yeah. You don't have an... Oh, Jeff. You should just buy it. Fuck it. I got tempted to buy Borderlands 2 after watching you guys stream it, but then I realized I suck at first-person shooters on PC. Oh, they're so it fun. It takes some time. It takes so, time. sorry. I had to, like, go get... Um, the the food came to the door, and then I spilt stuff, and it was a big <laughs> ordeal. That's why I was gone for a while there. But, um... So yeah, I don't, don't worry, guys. Nick's going to be back one hour later. <laughs> really know exactly what y'all talked about with the, the PS4 and whatnot. But, um... Well, no, I heard a little bit about the used games and stuff. Uh, Something that interests me, though, is that with the new specs, the rumored specs, are just like a... It's a fucking processor you can go buy today from AMD. I mean, it's a little different, but not really different. I mean, it's the same architecture, though. I think it's Bulldozer or Steam Dozer, whatever it is. I think it's Bulldozer. It's just like an x86-64 CPU. And uh, with a with an AMD graphics card that already exists, and the 360 is like the same thing. It's like a it's like a just a computer computer. Like it's not custom hardware at all. So at this point, are new are these new consoles just like closed yes. platform PCs? That's what the that's what the new Xbox sounds like. It's gonna yeah. be. So like you know. what? But what? Like so, it's a PC without the that? benefits of a PC. Yeah, exactly. It's a PC without any of the benefits. Like I don't understand how this is. Well, this there's is a lot of people who don't go. There's Valve a lot of people who go don't. the opposite direction with the Steam Box, make it completely open. Yeah. Console. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I just don't under. I don't know. Maybe it's because I I've just like recently really got back into PC gaming and I'm I'm you know, about to build these PCs for me and Jeff and whatnot, but. There's I just a lot of people that the idea of PC building a PC and all that is real scary and expensive, and they'd rather have oh, these totally. console makers but do it. But what so. if Steam releases one, and then oh, I mean they are, but like let's say Steam releases one that is basically an Xbox, but it's open. Like why why don't why not buy that? Well, I because I, I, I don't know if the average casual user will even know what that is or what that means to them That's or what that, how that would That's benefit them. I mean, look at the. Uh, the Wii U. I mean, they can't, Nintendo can't even get that across to people. And I feel like, like the, the golden name of gaming. Yeah, exactly. And they can't convince people to buy a Wii U, or even now third-party publishers to develop for it. Well, you know. Um, the, so the interesting thing that that kind of makes me think of of what uh, Gabe Newell was saying recently, where he he feels like the company to watch out for is Apple. Um, yeah. Like if if Apple decides to get into you know, gaming in the living room with iOS or like uh, on the Apple TV or something like that, then he feels like they could actually eat the lunch of the other console makers. I could maybe, I could maybe see that. I mean, Apple has definitely the brand recognition that if they released a big product like that, people would get excited about it. People that wouldn't hear about a gaming console like the Steam Box would hear about something that Apple released. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look uh, at how many like non-gamers like... are like play iOS games. They don't yeah. even know that they're gamers. Uh, you know, but they they could have that experience on their TV with a Apple TV. Mm. I mean, that I could, yeah, I could see that being damaging 
And then, oh, also, you know what? You can watch your Netflix and your Hulu. And, oh, I just, you know, I read that they're working on a deal with HBO Go. Like, whoops. Yeah. Like, uh, (laughs) Gabe Newell has said a lot of crazy things. That's not one of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Predicting that Apple will, like, be the one. Yeah, that that doesn't strike me as too crazy right there. And, I mean, Apple might never do anything, but just the fact that that they. The the fear is there that they might. Most scared of Apple. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so speaking of last thing i want to mention real quick is raymond or uh, raymond legends was a big wii u exclusive and now it was announced today that it will come out on the ps3 and the xbox 360 uh which means eddie what was your exact line about the wii u uh can we just take it to a taxidermist already <laughs> yes yeah it's the, the third party support is already dwindling so yeah, I mean, See, was, I think that's a good thing because Rayman Origins was awesome and I did not want to buy a Wii U for the sequel. <laughs> I, I thought it was overrated. I just didn't like the controls. It was real pretty, but it just wasn't fun to play. Yeah. So so where do you think the Wii U is on the Nintendo uh, console deadness continuum? Where, like, what is it? The Virtual Boy is the dead on arrival. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's one... swimming around GameCube territory right now. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. But, man... It gave us Wind Waker. Yeah, I was about to say, GameCube was like a dead console, but it had some fucking great games. Beautiful Joe. Yeah, um, Metroid Prime. Resident Evil 4 was on it first. Um, Metroid Prime. That's right, yeah, Resident Evil 4 was on it first. Um, What was that horror game that was amazing? Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. Oh, God. Yeah, like... (laughs) Yeah, my, my roommate played that game, and I remember, like, us sitting in the dark in the living room, him playing it, and we had, like, a, a a plastic head sitting on top of our TV that fell down and scared the shit out of us. It was awesome. That game was scary. Just Asteroid Prime and Wind Waker, is, that was enough to buy that system. Yeah, and Wind Waker, like, if the Wii U became, like, unsuccessful but had cr- killer games like that, that, that'd be fine with that, but I don't I just don't know if it is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe well, I wouldn't be fine with that, because maybe the, it's just weird to use with, well, like, iPad thing. Well, the thing is that they probably won't get... Like, the reason those games were great was because they were exclusives at first. So, what, like, are they going to get any worthwhile exclusives that aren't Mario and Zelda and and stuff like that? They've got a couple, like the you know, Pikmin 3 and the the Wonderful 101. I mean, these are games that sound, like, cool and neat and you'd like to play, but they're not system sellers. I, I, mm-hmm. Everyone seems to think, like, on or everyone that I follow on Twitter apparently, seems to think Bayonetta 2 is going to be a system seller. It's not. I don't think I'm, it's going to stay exclusive, though. I mean... I don't think it will either. Well, no, I think it's being published by Nintendo. Oh, it is? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, okay. The first but, one wasn't. That, that's why I would assume not, but interesting. Yeah, um, but it's, it's going to sell, and there will be people who will buy a Wii U, but it's not going to be a... a, a you will not notice it in the sales you know, units that week that it's a system seller. So, I mean, I didn't care for the first Bayonetta, but that, so I'm a little cynical about it. But I, I liked it, but I, I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to get a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Would you buy a Wii U to, to play a sequel? Uh. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, right. that's, that's the podcast. Well, I think, yeah, I think that is the end of the podcast. Um, unless anyone has anything to add. My, right, birthday's, Thank you. Uh, my birthday is on Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. The 16th. No one I'm gonna say cares February 16th. about your birthday, Anthony. Wasn't it just your birthday? 
Yeah, like no. a year ago or something. Yeah, on December twenty fifth. Like a year ago. Or something. Yeah, the, la- the last time Nick was on a podcast, it was Anthony's birthday. <laughs> oh, sick oh, burn, bro. Nice. I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good job dissing our friend. <laughs> All right, so if you what's a sick burn doing here? <laughs> sick burn. That's Sick awesome. Um, so yeah, you should follow Gamer Sushi on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi. You should also rate and review the podcast well. Um, on iTunes. On iTunes. Give it between seven and, and 100 stars. Mm-hmm. On iTunes. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. I am twitter.com slash unsquare. I am twitter.com slash mi7ch. I'm twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. I'm twitter.com slash Nick Comardo. All right, guys. Thanks, Thanks for stopping for, by. Uh, Thanks yeah. for stopping by. You stay classy. So someone gave me a sick burn about the podcast today, which I thought was pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah. Because I did that comment about, like, uh, you know, why is it generally okay for people to say, like, oh, it takes two seasons to get good, you know. And then he replied, someone replied, Our podcast never gets good. <laughs> and then he favorited it. <laughs> Way to go with the self-deprecating. Nice. I, thought that, I thought that was pretty funny. What, he, said how, was... he said how many, how many yeah, seasons you, of a podcast. You got to diss yourself more than, I mean, before other people diss you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, what uh, show uh, was... Jeff, uh, real quick, I'm sorry. Um, I'm reading here that Naughty Dog has split into two teams and one team is working on the last of us and what the other team doing we don't know maybe they make uncharted 4 so just want to throw that out there for you could be what were you gonna say oh um eddie what show was it that people were insisting you watch i mean just all the time i mean it's not just it's it's not just with shows people do it with like books like no just get you know get past first like 300 pages and it gets good i'm like god who has time for this yeah, like, but, um, like like I was saying, there's something like I think I know some people think the first two seasons of Buffy suck and then it gets great, but I think they're good and then it gets great. See, I watched the first, the first season season's rough. Man. I watched the first season. It's and dated. I, I yeah, I was just like, eh, and I was like, I don't have time to watch seven seasons of this thing. <laughs> you oh, know? but it was so worth it. God, it was good.
you know it is but that, really but that, but that's good. what i'm talking about is like oh you just gotta get through the first 24 hours of this right. and yeah. then it'll be you know like you know what honestly i wouldn't listen you're not it. wrong i wouldn't but, make I mean, it i wouldn't make it through buffy now i mean to be honest I mean, I liked the first season. It was fine, but, you know, I was just, and like, I even liked what we, we saw like half the second season. We're like, oh, it was good, you know, but yeah, it's really dated, you know, and there's, there's only a limited amount of time in our lives to consume content, you know, and yeah, I you just can't watch all the things. Well, like when you were, like, like people you were saying telling with me Doctor about, Who, they're like, they're like, oh, you got to get past first season. And now I'm almost to the first season and I like it better. But even still, I just hate that that's like a thing you can do. I'm like, why don't people just recommend things that are like, hey, this is good right out of the gate and you will like it. Yeah, because you should have just picked me, up with the second season of Doctor Who because I've been rewatching that recently and I've been like, uh. You could, yeah, it's a little weird because I. Uh, the first five or six episodes of Doctor Who I thought were terrible. Nick, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, they're, fu- they're fucking bad. Terrible. They're really bad. The first episode was like, really this is bad. What everyone raves about. This is terrible. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it not, gets. Uh, it, was the, it was the first Dalek episode. <laughs> He's doing it right now. It was the first Dalek episode where I was like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah actually, Dalek you're right. Episode. That's when it. That's when I like. Yeah. That's when I first liked it too. Yeah. Do, oh wait, have you what? Have you wait? Have you? You've already seen a Moffat episode, I think. If you're almost done with season one, What's the Moffat. You've already seen um, the, the kids with the yeah. gas mask. Yeah. The gas yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just finished those two. That is. Oh, that, the, that was a Moffat. Yep. Yeah. That was oh, his first. One. Was so good. That episode is so fucking good. Or those What's two, the two episodes. episodes? Yeah, yeah, those were actually really, really good. They're so good. That guy eventually becomes the showrunner. Oh, nice. But he has. Oh God. Oh God. Never mind. I those two. Those two episodes were impressive. Yeah. All of the, the thing. Yeah. All of the episodes that Moffat writes in the the pre showrunner seasons are like are amazing. Are amazing yeah. and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That, that that episode was scary. Yeah, they're all, yeah. This, they're all the really scary episodes. But yeah. Silence uh, in the library. But that's uh, the thing is like the people that recommend these things, they're not wrong. Like Buffy, like like I we liked it, and the second season was even better. But like it was dated. Doctor Who, like I'm getting to the point where I enjoy it. But it's just funny that people will push those things on you so hard. Well, you know? I think it's because of how good it gets, right? Yeah. Like it, it right. They, be, they know like, that the investment is worth it. Right, like if you if you said you were like, I just wish people would recommend stuff that was always good. It's like, yeah, but a lot, that stuff will never get as good as like, like for example, like Farscape is, is rough, man. It's rough. But I try. Me and Jen tried to watch know, like two episodes. I know. Of it. We and, could but not like, do it. Season why. three. I it's so I get it. And if you like never well, watch a, it, it's like it's not a problem. There's but a time season three is like one of. It's one of my favorite episode uh, seasons of any show ever, right. ever, ever, ever. There's ever, a time. Ever. There's a time in TV. I mean, it's pretty much everything pre twenty four, because twenty four was the show that like, like for network TV anyway. You know, um, it, there's like a time like pre that that it's just hard to watch network TV. <laughs> yeah. Oof, yeah. Yeah. Um, Eddie, even when you were recommending Breaking Bad to me, you were telling me it's good. And but it gets amazing, like you know what I mean. Like you were saying, like right away, you're like, I don't want to say, I don't want. You even said, I don't want to be one of those people, whatever. You were saying it is good from the get go, but it's going to get even better. Yeah. 